money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Rem? I'm ready to talk money. Are you sure you're ready to talk money? I'm sure. Okay. I just remembered there's something I forgot to tell you, mm-hmm. and I wrote it on your <laughs> okay. sheet. Well, that's good. No problem. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you anyway, so okay. we were both thinking the exact same thing. So welcome to the show. This is the show where Dave and Rep talk about the hard issues of money. Uh, if you're listening in your radio here in Ottawa area on chri.c, that's 99.1. If you're listening uh, on the internet on 99.1, I know you can find that in all kinds of places, but their website is the place where um, you can hear live and you can also hear pre-recorded of the podcast uh, on their archive of Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. So you can also find it on morethanenough.ca, chri, or sorry, um, notmine.ca. And we have, of course, Ray back with us, a regular guest, Welcome, Ray. Thank We're you. So Thank you. Good glad. to be with you. We always love having Ray. I love having yeah, Ray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the intro. Rev, we got a pretty significant topic here. Yeah, it's really light. So <laughs> in, in light of that, more than enough to sponsor today's show because we don't want anyone else to take responsibility for the show. How's that? So, yeah. <laughs> well, it is uh, September already and kids are going back to school and we thought we'd just give you a really light topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my question. Um, what if... Dave and Ray and I today could tell you we have the magic bullet for becoming rich. Oh. Shoot, you better tell me. <laughs> <laughs> She's keeping it hidden in her pocket. <laughs> um, Don't we get that with all like our like um, you know the well kids when people say oh get this thing or become part of this you know. Um, I always that pyramid scheme, pyramid or you know, you can earn all this money a month. You can you know just sit on your butt at home and earn ten thousand dollars. And yeah, I I'm going to tell you that's not how you get rich. Okay, okay. Well, that's good news because that's yeah. Do you have any ideas? Well, yeah, I, you guys yeah. kind of know what. Yeah, well, we, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're asking me, but that's that, that's not fair because we actually have notes in front of us at <laughs> the discussion. So, uh, uh, well, you know, you're supposed to ask a question to you know yeah. entice people so, to keep listening. Rebecca, what do you mean by being uh, you know <laughs> well, silver bullet? To, this to is actually what rich. we're going to talk about. What does it mean to be rich? Mm-hmm. There's that's part of it. I I don't know if we're going to get through this whole discussion. We have chosen, or I've chosen. I, I called Ray and I said, Ray, I know we're talking about Jesus and uh, what, how he interacted with money in 2023, but I said, I, I, we went, we started with a different scripture and I said, no, I think we're going to read Revelation. And of course, lots of people in the conspiracy theory moments of our day and age are like reading Revelation and, you know, when's Jesus coming? And and Revelation 3 actually says, um, hold on, I'm coming soon. So we know that Jesus is soon and our soon might be a little different, yes, right? right? But I, I went to Revelation 3 because I went to the Church of Laodicea and it always strikes me that 
and maybe I don't sit in the right under the right teaching, but I have never really heard someone talk about what it means to be rich. You know, in the, I'll read this passage. The angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says, says, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were hot or cold. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, I, I love that past part of the verse because I don't like lukewarm things. Like, give me hot or cold. Don't give me lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my personality. I can attest for that. As yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that. I get in the car, I crank the heat or I crank, like, I crank it. Like, mm-hmm. none of this halfway stuff. Like, just all in or not. I really want to get Reb going. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> turn it just one notch, like, to the second notch. <laughs> and that lasts about 30 seconds. And it's yeah. like, whoop, all the way to the other. So, anyways, it's good fun. <laughs> I think over the years I realized this is kind of my personality so I relate to these verses like don't give me hot or cold like you're either follower of Christ or don't be don't be wishy-washy like I that's kind of my message like you're either all in in coaching or don't be Mm -hmm. like like and you know that's got its pros and cons to have that kind of you know mentality coming from me but then he says because you say i am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched miserable poor blind naked i counsel you to buy me from to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you may see and as many as I love I rebuke and chasten therefore be zealous and repent like there's and then there's this third part behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice opens the door I will come into him and dine with him and he with me to him who over comes I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches there's so much in the scripture hmm. and but but the question came to to me that I posed to Dave and Ray was well what does it mean to buy gold refined in the fire mm-hmm. like and I went and I realized Brian Dirksen has his Light the Fire Again song. And I, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has a whole chorus part in there about that verse. Mm-hmm. Buy for me gold refined in the fire. And then and then the Lord says to us that you may be rich. So my magic bullet is, well, Jesus said, buy from him gold refined in fire, and then we'd be rich. Mm-hmm. End of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No. So what is, so I went to Ray and said, so Ray, what does it mean? You know, I mean, we're going to get there. So what does it mean for us to buy gold refined in the fire? What does it mean that we get his garments and that we use his eye salve? That's what he's telling us. Like you think you're wealthy. You have all this stuff and you say you have need of nothing. And yet are we going to actually the source of our riches? Like, I don't know. I don't know if people are thinking that way. People are so tired and consumed with the interest rates and the and, and the practical parts of money. How do we encourage listeners today even to actually go to Christ? And what does it mean? So take it away, Ray and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I thought it was interesting um, 
So I did a little bit of research in terms of Laodicea. So the people would have had a context of that. You know, for us, uh, we say it's, it's a, it's a city, but it has no meaning for us. But actually, if you unpack really, it kind of positions you to understand a little bit more some of the words that John shares here. But Laodicea was actually a, at a crossroads for northeast, west, and south. And so it actually was a commercial financial center. Major so train you, center. It has a major train center. So you had bankers, merchants, and finances, uh, financiers there. You also had a clothing center. They had a very unique, um, called a glossy black wool that they actually produced from a long-haired black sheep, red for trade in that area. And so that was another clothing item that was part of it. The other part was the school of medicine. And they developed a particular eye medication known as the Ferian eye powder in the ancient world became very famous. So it, it was also a natural fortress. So you have those four characteristics wow. to understand who Laodicea was. But the interesting part is, is that it, it was very strong and so very affluent, and that's part of the culture of the city and their mindset. They had everything they had going. Their vulnerability was their water system. Mm-hmm. And so the water system actually was an open aqueduct that came from two sources. It came either from the hot springs of Hierapolis and cooled down to lukewarmness over that, I think it was six miles by the time it actually arrived into the city, or it came from the cool waters of Colossae that also warmed up at that point so that it would be actually lukewarm. And in that and in that context, it would be a hot, dry, arid area. And so you would looking for thirst to be quenched. And there's nothing worse, as you said, Reb, to actually take a gulp of lukewarm water. <laughs> I mean, it serves no purpose. It no. doesn't cool you down, doesn't bring refreshing like cool water. And it's not hot enough because they would have drank tea in those days. Um, and so even for that, it was useless. Mm-hmm. So I, it kind of positions you to understand some of the language. So I thought it was very fascinating as I did the research. Okay. Mm -hmm. The people had, in some senses, I think isolated themselves, uh, because they had all this wealth around them. They didn't need anything. You know, I was just thinking you were describing that place and I'm like, Oh, I could live there. It's got a (laughs) fortress. It's got, you know, business. I, I always love when when we read scripture, and especially in this case, I mean, these are red letters, right? This is Jesus speaking, right? And so you go, uh, and and he addresses all of those things, but he redeems. Yes. And, and so, you know, part of it is a redemption. You know, he says, you know, put on white clothes, not black wool, right? And their wealth came from black wool, or part yeah, of their wealth yeah. came from black wool. He, he exchanges that for a white garment, right? He. But what I, I love is that it's so relatable mm-hmm. because if he says this stuff, they're like, oh man, yeah, relatable. I relate. I relate because this is the environment they live in. But then what does it mean? Like they, he tells us that the Laodiceans say they're rich, have become wealthy, have need of nothing. But don't you know you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? Well, you know, I was thinking about that because, you know what, 
when you live in an affluent society, it becomes a part of the culture, it becomes part of the norm, it actually becomes a mindset. Mm-hmm. And then if you think it from a spiritual perspective, because I believe there are spiritual um, scripture talks about in Ephesians about principalities and territories mm-hmm. over areas, and they're over different regions. If you go from different cities, you'll have a different feel in those cities because the spiritual atmosphere is different. Mm-hmm. So the spiritual atmosphere here would have been so dull for them because money or the spirit of mammoth really drove their community, their interactions, the marketplace, their lifestyles. So it became just a part of their ethos and who they were. And, and Jesus is saying, you haven't got a clue. You are so spiritually dull because this has become your whole mindset. It, you haven't any even ability to, you know, hear him knocking at the door. That mm-hmm. is amazing. And mm-hmm. and it's the church. So it that's the environment of the whole city you described to us. Yes. But he's speaking to the church and he's saying this is the mindset that's inside. And and you need to recognize that you're poor, blind and naked and not rich at all. That you have need of something that you don't even understand. And your gold and silver that you are exchanging every day actually you you've lost out cuz that will be meaningless. As you stand before me. So what is true gold? So that is my question. Is Why does, what is the gold refined in the fire? And we use that phrase. And I actually, what is why I'm asking, like, what does it mean? So, I mean, I, I don't know that we have definitive answers. I mean, Ray, and I haven't actually talked about what, but as I was preparing and reading this, I thought, okay, so, I would say, as is typical of Scripture and of Christ, when we see Christ walk through in in terms of the Gospels, he is always talking about what's going on in the heart. He's always talking about, um, you know, the outside. Okay, we see the shell, we see that, but but he's like, okay, let's let's see what the transformed heart and the process of that transformed heart getting to where you are today. And, and living in the reality, I will say, uh, the spiritual reality of what God actually intends. And, you know, when I think of this, it, I actually thought to myself, I thought, if Jesus were saying this while he was sitting on the, you know, physically and sitting on the mountainside, he might start it by saying, the kingdom of God is like. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is like. It's like a pearl. It's like, you know, and again, we see all of those. But I thought, yeah, so the... To your question, Reb, what is the gold refined in fire? Well, the kingdom of God, the gold that is refined, is what is really important to the kingdom of God is our hearts. And so then I started going, well, what is our heart? And then I read down a few verses and it says, and guess what? I, I disciplined those. And then I thought of the verses that, that went, Lord, uh, you teach us as we... Um, I think it's James or Timothy, but, you know, as we go through difficulties, we become refined in our heart through those difficulties, through those things. And we're drawn closer to the father. We're drawn closer. So that fire burning and, and in a sense, the, um, the, the word to the Laodicean churches is you guys have it so easy that there's no, there's no refining going on. There's no, you just are living in the, in the, in lap of luxury or just a luxurious lifestyle. And so you've become 
dull, lazy, whatever. I don't say uh, lazy is probably not the right word, but, but you become dull in that. And so Jesus is really saying, but we need to step into intentionally getting our hearts and our eyes fired up. Uh, and that's going to take some discipline, which is, you know, I correct it and discipline those whom I love. That's verse 19. And I thought it was strange when I read it that that would be right after, you know, buy from me gold, refined in the fire, you'll have clothes to wear, you'll have uh, eye salve to put on. And I discipline those whom I love. And I thought, so there's a, I don't have an answer, but there's a connection there between um, being so comfortable that you are spiritually asleep and what the Lord's trying to do in terms of buying gold and refining our hearts. So that's my thoughts. What do you think, Greg? Well, I also pondered this yesterday and uh, did a little bit of digging with some commentaries. And actually, there was some mention about gold symbolizes the value of worship placed on God. Mm. And I thought, you know what, that's really true because either you worship mammon or you worship the Lord. Right. And so if you give your heart to the Lord, you realize then that you give him rule and reign because it is about the kingdom of heaven, as you mentioned, David. Mm-hmm. Jesus described that all the time. Well, in, in a kingdom, there's a king. There's yeah. only one king. Yeah. And so he's the king. And so do we surrender to him and then allow him to um, deal with the issues of the heart? Like you said, because to me, our worship, if we open up our heart, then there is a laying down of our lives. And Mm -hmm. in that place, we lift up his name. And there's a process of, you know, um, Jesus talked about the purification process of gold, Mm -hmm. the intense heat. Um, mm-hmm. and the constant tending. It was the two words I, I read on commentary. Yeah. The ongoing intense heat, but then the tending to it, which is true. They needed to be skimming off the impurities Trust, as they're yeah. watching and keeping the heat up. So I was like, Lord, that's really true in our lives. We, If we are surrendered, Lord, we want to be more and more in the image of the Lord Jesus. So, Father, bring that into that place and that whole sense of being rich in spirit mm-hmm. and and our eyes, you know, having the scales like Paul fall away or for the Jews, you know, the veil being lifted, Lord, whatever it is there to the blinders, Lord, would you remove that? So uh, my heart is aligned with yours and my perspective is aligned with yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, I mean, so what's percolating in your spirit? There? <laughs> yeah. Now you're putting it back on me. I'm, I'm thinking that, he desires our heart and the refining and our, he desires our worship and we've fallen. Like, I'm just going to, I should say, I let, let me just put that here because I don't think we're reading these verses just because they were written to Laodicea. I think we're, we're reading these verses or they came to me because some of these things that happened that are spoken to them sh- can be spoken to us. Oh, and, I think and, there's a warning there. I, I, uh, I, I don't think here we are sitting in, in, you know, in the studio in North America in the year, you know, 2023 and going, are we rich? Absolutely. In terms of, of material possessions. Material possessions and but, but our questions now are, because I think if I think, well, what are we saying to listeners? What are we mm-hmm. saying to our clients at More Than Enough? What are we saying to the church in Eastern Ontario or wh- whoever's listening? I, I think I'm thinking, you know, 
we're so consumed with interest rates and the debt we carry and our focus is so centered on that and we're fearful that we are asleep to the invitation of God. Like you, that was what jumped out at me. We're dull. We're so hard of hearing. We don't hear the knock of -hmm. Christ. And I guess, I mean, that's a serious word, but it's also encouraging that God cares so much about us. He's more concerned about our personal walk with him and, and becoming formed in genuine character after his likeness more so than what we own, more so than our debt, more so than the interest rate going up. Like though we're, I think we're asking the wrong questions right now. I think we're focused on the wrong thing. Like, and, and we can use this time when we're like, oh, I'm fearful of the interest rate, but what does this speak to me? What what does God really want me interested in? Like the moment I say, ah, it went up again, how are we going to pay our mortgage? Maybe that is the trigger to say, ah, but what's God saying to me? What is God telling me and asking me that's important? Am I asleep? And I'm just saying that to myself. Are there things that I need to be awakened to? Because honestly, fire and refining is really hot. Mm-hmm. And who likes to be like, Dave, we we burnt something in our back 40 bush. <laughs> and I was tending it. And I couldn't get four or five feet from it. Like, it was like, it was like a little inferno. And... And I'm like, who wants to be near that heat? I mean, it's nice when you're cold, but you can't even get that close. And here the Lord comes to us and says, I want you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. And and in some ways, I also think about the refining that Christ went through as he suffered and he went to the cross. And I know he didn't need refining in that sense, but that's also what I think of. I think he got so close to the fire on our behalf that he died in it. And he's wanting us to buy what he's already done so that we can be free from our, our nakedness, from our shame, from, from our poverty. And he says, come to me and buy what I've already bought for you at a great price. Come to me and I'll give you that white garment that I've bought at a great price because I've died and I've risen again for you. Come to me and I've got in my hand, like I think of when he spit in his hands and he like he spit and did he mix it with? Yeah. And then he put it on that, that man's eyes. And I'm like, and you're like, do we want Jesus spit in our eyes? Well, yeah, because look what he's done. Look who he is. That's the salve we want. Not this high end powder from Laodicea that will heal my physical. I want to actually see with my spirit. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. Well, and I, you know, again, the, in Revelation 3, verse 19, the second part of that verse where I stopped before, you know, it says, I correct and discipline those whom I love. So be earnest and change your hearts and your lives. And again, it just speaks to that spiritual transformation that in this passage, Jesus is saying, he's saying, you know, and, and maybe we can identify with Laodicea that we have we have wealth, we have, and there are things that are in those things are actually in the way from us transforming our hearts and for us, um, to, to, mm. to, uh, 
be earnest is the word that, that, you know, there's some, the word there is pretty, it's going to take some effort mm-hmm. for us. Yes. And, 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 you know, again, how that's not very comfortable on the natural, but well, who likes spirit? to be that close to the fire? Really? Right. I mean, when you, it burns, right. But yet he's inviting us to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you, I don't know what yeah, you think. You know what, I was just thinking, you know, even if we're not rich, mm-hmm. we're rich in a lot of respects if you compare to the rest of the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole sense of what is it that we strive for? Mm-hmm. And is that worth the energy that we're striving for? Or is that misdirected energy? And Lord, you're asking your people, asking us, will you come back to me? Let that stuff go and begin to just focus on me and let me come and meet those needs, whether it's the eye ointment that they had or the clothing that they had or the gold merchandise. Let me be your source of provision. Let me be your source of love and security. And don't look for the the things in the natural that we often buy into because the culture or the the voices coming at us every day are saying – you deserve or you're mm-hmm. this will satisfy and all those things that's that's not truth anymore and isn't that all often the message of, of god throughout history is, is i just want you you know yes. towards us as you know his children is saying i don't want all these other things in the way you're putting your hope and your trust in the prosperity and the you know but to come to me so that i can provide for you i can and and i know like even in the last few minutes i know people are thinking yeah but is it going to solve my problem and my debt problem and all of those things coming to christ he will lead you He's going to lead you. If you start with those great, if you come to him as these verses and say, God, I'm opening the door to you today. I hear you. I'm hearing you faintly knock at the mm-hmm. door of my heart and I have trusted in my wealth. God, forgive me. I repent. I confess this to you. I don't know how to get out of the trouble I'm in and let him guide you and pay it. Start paying attention to those knocks. He says, let him who has an ear let him hear and it's not easy and you're not going to get out of your debt in five easy shakes like it's mm-hmm. just not that's not how you get out of debt it takes hard work you know you're not going to recalibrate your heart in one month I mean Ray's telling Dave and I this through the stuff we're walking and Ray is encouraging us not to lose hope and hold on and yeah get closer to the fire we're going through our own refining you know like, <laughs> it gets a little messy sometimes it, it gets a little messy and it's not doesn't feel pleasant so really what you're saying is is this this is really just for me really (laughs) okay we're just allowing all of you listeners to participate (laughs) on different levels and i guess i just want to encourage you if dave and i can walk through this and ray walks through it we're Mm -hmm. all walking these kinds of journeys of refining right now in this moment lean into the refining because he's good he's not mean he has a heart for us that is a father's heart of love and compassion he wants to be the fortress not laodicea he wants to provide for us the garments and the and the gold of what he's already done on the cross so 
Anyway, somebody better pray. And you know what? <laughs> and he provides at the very end there, verse 20 says, when you knock and you respond, I'll come in and dine. It means a greater level of intimacy with the Father yeah. and what joy there is in that place. Oh, my goodness. And Lord, we just uh, I'm just going to say thank you for uh, as we hear the warning, as we hear the desire in this passage for you to have our hearts, we just say, Lord, come on in. We, we hear you knocking and, and, and Lord, whatever it takes to be drawn closer to you, we say yes. And so we just thank you for that in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Ray, again great. for a discussion. Thank you for joining us yes. and uh, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.